coming up on today's episode of the Money Pan Superpower Hour. What has undeveloped motor skills, a short memory, a limited vocabulary, poor organizational skills, is unable to understand delayed gratification, and has a short attention span, but really wants to help out at home? That's right, toddlers. Today, we're going to talk about the specific and practical steps to teaching a toddler how to master a job. Now, if you're the parent of a toddler or a child with special needs, you are going to love this. But hold on, what if you're not the parent of a toddler? This episode is still for you. Anybody who faces a new and overwhelming task will find they have a lot in common with toddlers. Be sure to keep listening because the trick to overcoming is very much the same. It just happens a lot faster. Plus, we'll talk about why it's so critical to be needed. All this and more, but first, the joke of the day. A blonde lady walks into an electronic store and says, I want to buy that TV. And the owner says, nope, we don't sell to blondes. So she leaves and then comes back to the shop with a red-colored wig on and says, I want to buy that TV. Again, the shop owner says, sorry, ma'am, we don't sell to blondes. So she leaves the shop and then comes back with her hair dyed brown. So there's no way he could know that she's a blonde. And she says, I want to buy that TV. And again, the owner says, I'm sorry, ma'am, we don't sell to blondes. And a little frustrated, she goes, how do you know I'm a blonde? And he says, because that's a microwave. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. We're your hosts, Hannah and Fontaine Judd, and we're the proud parents of seven sons and six daughters, ranging in age from college student to toddler. We're both BYU graduates and the creators of Money Pants. Head on over to CaptainMoneyPants.com to learn more about what we do and what we're all about. We believe every person on this planet has a unique mission in life, and every person has been given at least one superpower to help them accomplish that mission. But the only way to unlock those superpowers is through work ethic. Only then does greatness come. And that's where Money Pants comes in. Money Pants is the strategy for cultivating work ethic in all aspects of a person's life. And today's topic is about lessons we can learn from teaching our toddlers how to work. Hannah? So today we're going to talk about how to teach a toddler to work and how to introduce them to work. And what's interesting about it is if you have an older kid who's just starting a new job or is overwhelmed, or you have a kid with learning disability, these things are going to apply to them, where they actually have a lot in common with a toddler if, if, if they haven't been working up to that point. So you have to keep that in mind, even though they're older and they're like, hey, you should be capable if they haven't been working up to that point. They're going to be very much like a toddler. They're going to be at the level of a toddler. Now, granted, they'll probably learn faster than a toddler. It won't take years and years. But you want to kind of back it up and go, hey, they've never done this before. It's not fair of me to expect them to all of a sudden be this capable, you know, 12 year old who knows all this stuff when they haven't had this opportunity before. Right. So, so as you listen to how to train a toddler, if you have older kids who are just learning to work, these same have, concepts these apply. Same yep. concepts apply. And having said that, here are the seven tips for training toddlers. And the- or, or no, the seven things you have to know about toddlers uh, when you're teaching them. And here they are. Number one, uh, they have undeveloped motor skills. Number two, they have short memories. 
Number three, they've got a limited vocabulary. Number four, they've got poor organizational skills. Number five, they're not really able to understand delayed gratification. Number six, they have a short attention span. And number seven, they want to contribute. And these, these aren't uh, uh, negatives. These are just, this is how toddlers are. But the, this applies to anybody learning a new job or task or skill. So let, let, and let's break that down. Number one, undeveloped motor skills, where, you know, for toddlers, you want to start with a simple job like pickup. But for any kid learning a new job, it's going to be, they're going to have to develop a new set of physical abilities. Maybe, and I think of, you know, last week we did the whole talk uh, or the, the whole podcast about Danielson and the karate kid. He had to learn new techniques. He had to learn how to, the wax on technique and the paint the fence technique and the sand. The, he, those were new motor skills for him where he never had quite done those things before. And so anybody who's learning a new job, especially one that requires any sort of physical uh, interaction, is going to have to learn new motor skills. But um, when it comes so to with to toddlers, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so toddlers, specifically with toddlers, you wouldn't you wouldn't give them their first job of hey you're going to use this broom and you're going to sweep things up mm-hmm. because a two year old that they just it would be too much so you want to start with a, a the simpler jobs that they haven't mastered yet mm-hmm. you want to focus on those first so the very first job you ever give a toddler is pick that up put it in this bag I'm holding for right, you. Right. You know, so very simple, simple motor skills of reaching down, picking something up, putting it into a bag. Well, that right, is we, we noticed, start there. Because we noticed even with our slightly older kids, when they first do the whole dustpan and broom thing, that, that those motor skills aren't quite there. And it, it's, it's hard to get to hold the dustpan right and sweep because you, you're pushing here and it, it just doesn't quite go together. Yeah. But I want to kind of preface that, though. If you have older kids, make sure, especially if you're starting out Money Pants or any chore app or, or any sort of job routine and it's new, don't focus on the toddlers. Get the older kids situated first. Teach them their jobs and get them up and running to, oh, they, they know how to do the dishes properly. They know how to clean the kitchen properly. They know how to sweep and vacuum properly. Get the older kids independently doing their own jobs first before focusing your attention on toddlers or you'll just get frustrated. You'll get overwhelmed. Yeah. So, so you want to make sure all your older kids know their jobs, know them well, get, are getting them done. And then you turn your attention towards younger kids. Starting, like, let's say you're like me and you have kids who are close in age and they're younger that maybe need help because anybody age let's six. Go, let's go 10, 8, 6, and 4. Or yeah. 10, 8, 6, and you 3. You want to, you know, if you have a, you want to just start with the oldest and work with that kid first, get them independent mm-hmm. and work your way on down. Right. Don't bother with a two-year-old until you have... The other kids independent. Until you have the other yeah. kids independent. And you want to work that way. Otherwise, it's too much stress for yourself as the parent. But along those lines, when you do start working with the toddler, and you had a great point, Hannah, where, and you told me this, and I never thought of this, but you said, when you work with toddlers, you don't think of it as chore time. You think of it as individual time with your toddler. Yes. And I think that really would... Well, I think that would really help because otherwise I think you just get frustrated because it's so much easier to do it yourself. It's yeah, like Yeah, that's it, the temptation because you're like, "Oh my goodness, this is so tedious and this is taking so much time." 
oh my goodness, let's hurry, let's get this done. Mm-hmm. So instead you have to you have to look at that time differently and go this, because as a mom, when you have young kids, you're constantly thinking of, oh, let's do this activity. Let's do Play-Doh. Let's do Well, part uh, of it, Hannah, is that there's, no, there's this mentality that it's the parent's job to entertain their children. Mm-hmm. We don't subscribe to that. I don't think that's my job at all. Yeah. Interestingly, though, toddlers, job time is entertainment. Like you can- it, Yeah, it works the same as if you were doing a coloring activity. Mm -hmm. So as you go through the day, you're like, oh, this is time to play with blocks. This is time for snacks. This This is time to put the blocks away. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's actually an activity. And if you're there working with them, they actually enjoy it a lot. Mm -hmm. And it can be very fun. And so if you think of it as kind of like a one-on-one time and an activity with your toddler, then you don't find yourself getting frustrated like, oh my goodness, I'm just going to do this myself. It's stupid. Right. This is stupid. Instead, it's like, no, my, you know, they're learning, they're enjoying this. And it makes you relax more and be more complimentary and just enjoy the time that you have with your kid. Right. Uh, so you kind of have to change your frame of mind. But then also with little kids, because I give treats out during their job time, mm-hmm. if it's six and under, I say, um, like, so let's say I'm using jelly beans. I'll say, who's ready for jelly bean time? I don't call it chore time. I call it jelly bean time or I call it snack time or who wants a, a treat? Who wants a snack? Okay, let's do this. And 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 they always, if I do it that way, they go, yay. <laughs> and they're excited <laughs> and about And they it. come running as opposed to, okay, time to clean the living well, no, room. But that goes, that goes back to one of the key ideas yeah. is that, and we'll talk about this in a second, where toddlers want to help out they're excited to help out because to them the world is an exciting new and really cool place and everybody always gets to do things that they can't and i think Mm -hmm. of tank where you know he was almost two years old and he saw us vacuuming and he's like i want to do that that's the coolest thing ever it's a a big machine part of it is it's a it's a he's a boy and this machine not only does it have gears, but it makes noise. And it was like kind of like a car, a car and you that push you it around. Push. <laughs> anyway, and so he commandeered that for himself because he wants to. He wants to help out. He sees us using it, and he wants to do it too. I don't think he thinks of it as chore time or job time. He's like, that looks fun. And but it, he claimed it as his job. Yes, he like did. <laughs> he wanted to be the vacuum person. So so it's it's interesting that how much they want to help out but reframing the job time in your mind and uh, reframing it for the kids as hey this is an opportunity for you and then it uh, it helps both of you look forward to that time all right number two toddlers have short memories where you kind of have to repeat no you don't kind of you have to repeat over and over again the directions of this is what needs to happen and you know you need to demonstrate too like and we, we learned this pretty early on where we had our kids doing certain jobs. Anna, you and I, every time we would change jobs, we'd have to re-explain it. And we finally went, well, what are we doing? Let's just make a video. Yeah. And I thought that was brilliant where we just we shot, we just took, took out the video camera, shot some images of the, the kids doing their jobs, pieced it together. And then there you go. Watch the video so they can watch it as many times as they need to Mm -hmm. instead of us having to explain it over and over and over again. Well, but seeing it visually really helped the younger kids, but then we found it helped the older kids too. So you have to repeat things over and over again. 
And But what also helps is if you are repeating things when you're working like directly with a toddler is repeat them in the same order. Right. So for Which is example, why the videos were great because it never changes. It never changes. But if you um, don't have the video. But it, well, it, like it, let's say you're helping your toddler clean the living room. Uh-huh. Don't do it in a different order the, every right, day. Right, because that'll confuse them. Yeah, you want to kind of uh, figure out a system that, of how to go about it and then stick to that system. You know, Hannah, just go over your system for, for when you're teaching tank. Like if you're going to teach tank mm-hmm. to do the living room. Walk, walk us through that system. How, how you would teach him, what, what are the steps that you would teach him okay. for picking up the living room? Well, first we would put the pillows on the couch. Then I would get a bag and I would walk around the room and have him put everything in the back. Mm-hmm. And, and we'd put it into a pile in the middle of the room. So we, ma- we pick everything up that doesn't belong and we put it in a pile in the room. Mm-hmm. Then I sit down next to the pile and I organize it into little piles as to where it goes. Mm-hmm. Then I would take that two-year-old and we would go make deliveries and put the stuff away. Then we would vacuum and sweep. And that's it. And that's it. So what, like five yeah, steps? Yeah, about five huh? steps. But it, and you, you always do it in the exact same order. I would do it order. in the exact same mm-hmm. order. And so, so you come up with the routine and... What helps is after you've done this routine for a while and and your child is starting to develop their verbal skills, mm-hmm. you start to quiz them and go, okay, what do we do first? Uh. Um, pick up the toys? No. <laughs> what do we do first? What's the first thing we do? Pick up the pillows? Yes, that's what we do. Let's do that. Do that first. And but, then but again, it's, it's them... not job time. So it, you, it's kind of fun for them. Remember, because we framed it differently. Mm-hmm. It, this, is, this is one-on-one time with mom. And I get to do fun things like play with the pillows or pick up the toys. Like, and so it's exciting for them. And you, I like how you make it a game, Hannah. I, that, that's really cool. And it's, they love it. They really do. Yeah. And, and anyway, so and, and they, it starts to build as you do that, as they start to learn the system, they become more independent where they know what comes next. Right. And so all of a sudden, they're not relying on you to tell them what to do next. They know what they, they do next. Well, and no, so this is, this is leading into them becoming independent. Right. So it, likewise, if you had an older kid who was overwhelmed by the dishes, and you said, well, first things first, collect all the dishes. Right. Then the second thing, the organize second thing, them by cups and yeah, plates Yeah, second and thing, I want you to load in all the cups. Mm-hmm. You know, third thing. Oh, no, and Trixie was, and Trixie was them, our best at that. She, yeah. had, she was really good at coming up with systems. But I remember when we did the, the bathroom video, I thought it was really helpful because basically I remember it, start from the top, work your way down. And so yeah. I know what the first step is. Okay, I clean the mirror. Then I work on the counters. Then I do the sink. Then I get to the toilet, and then I do the floor. And it, it's, it, it helps me as an adult to have a specific order of things. Yeah, and, and for some reason, once they've memorized the process, like they, they've thought about it, and they know the process mm-hmm. and the steps themselves, it's not, over, it's not as overwhelming. No, no, Hannah, I'm telling you, that actually, because I don't normally do the bathrooms, that hasn't been my assignment, but I was doing a substitute. And I got, for a, just a very brief moment, I got overwhelmed. I'm like... I don't remember what to do. And then I'm like, oh, 
Nope, I remember first step, start at the top, work your way down. And it really did. It alleviated all that anxiety. And I was like, oh, that's right. It's easy. It took me five minutes. Yeah, it makes you feel like I can do this. Right. I can do this. I just do this and then I do this and that, you know, so and ha- it's not having, like this big job. And it also helps with the toddlers who have such a short memory to have just very specific steps, as you said, always in the same order. So, yeah, and it, but it helps with older kids, too. I, I like, though, how you quiz them. Like, And if our kids get stuck, our older kids get stuck on the job, You, I like how you say, okay, well, what do you need to do next? What's the next What's step? What's the next step? And that really helps. Yeah, so they're thinking about it, and they're becoming independent, which is the goal. But at the same time, the whole pickup job, I like that for toddlers because the, it's got some major benefits. The first one is they, they start to develop, like, learning the names of things. Like what thing, because a lot of things end up in the living room and now Mm. they know couch, cushion, toys, fork, spoon, pillow, you know, all those. But then the second thing is when you make your big pile and then you start making your smaller piles and then you go and make deliveries, they start learning where things go. And kind of that concept of organizing is starting to percolate in their little brains. And they're like, oh, things have a place. And then what's cool is you'll catch them putting things away. And it's really cool. Because they not only do they know that it's supposed to go away, but they also know where it's supposed to go. So yeah. it's a great job for, for little kids. Well, and the next thing is, thing number three that you need to know about toddlers is they have a limited vocabulary. They're, they're, they're still developing their vocabulary. And so if you say to your toddler, okay, go put this in the laundry room sink, they have no idea what you're talking about right so what you have to do is uh, initially you have to go make those deliveries with them where you have dirty rags or stuff that needs to go in the laundry room sink you say we got to go put this in the laundry room sink and you go with them and what you I do love your enthusiasm. Yeah, what <laughs> so you do great. is you say it over and over again while you're walking to the laundry room sink mm-hmm. and once you get to the laundry room sink you go, here's the laundry room sink. Okay, put it in the Got laundry it. room sink. And then after you're done, you're like, we put that in the laundry room sink. Good job. So that you're expanding their vocabulary. Yeah, that, okay, and so it. what? when I was teaching singing to, to toddlers, I, I taught a nursery singing class at church for seven years. And what I found is you had to sing a song to them about 13 times before they started to sing along or do the motions along with you. It took about 13 times of them, of you saying it before they would start to participate and, and start saying the words or doing the motions now with these you. these are like two and three-year-olds? Um, yes. Okay. Yes, actually 18 months oh. and on. <laughs> 18 months That's to little... like three-year-olds. Okay, we're not recommending giving 18-month-year-old 18 18-month 18 yeah. jobs, but... Two, yeah. two and three-year-olds definitely can contribute at home. So yeah. just, just to clarify. And so what, what I noticed when I was teaching the singing was that if I did hand motions and I repeated the words with hand motions, if I did that 13 times, I would get the kids all singing the song and learning so the song. So there's some magical number right about 13. Yeah. Okay. So, so there had to be like some sort of visual thing. And so in this case, you're actually going and showing them the sync. You know, you don't necessarily need to use hand motions. You just coined a phrase, go and show. (laughs) Go and show. No, but that works. It does where you're like, hey, we need to put this. I like how you say it in the laundry room sink. And showing them. And as you're going, we're going to put this in the laundry room sink. Here's the laundry room sink. Oh, we put it in the laundry room sink. I like that. That's good. Yeah. And then, of course, the next step would be 
This, where does this go? The laundry room sink. Show me where the laundry room sink oh, is. Right. Okay. So then you start turning it into a question. After after you've shown them and and they know the word, mm-hmm. then you start quizzing them to to gain that independence. You still go with them, but now you're asking them where does this go, and trying to get them to say the word laundry room sink, and, and answer the question, and then them show you where the laundry room sink is. Right. Okay, so that's the next step of progression is, okay, so now they know this word themselves. They know where it's at, and I'm, I, I'm making sure that they do that. So see how it progresses, and it progresses pretty quickly. Right. So it's, and this is also great because you're accomplishing more than one thing. As you pointed out, for toddlers, they're learning a whole bunch of new words. They're mm-hmm. learning the names of all these different items. They're learning the names of the places where they go. And it's it's actually really a, a really good activity. You know, they have in little math books where where little kids have to organize and stuff. This is actually a hands-on activity where they're getting to do and basic that, math skills. But that, but that tactile, <laughs> the, the, mm-hmm. for some reason, that's more effective than just talking at them or talking to them. Yeah. So 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 it's 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 benefiting them in multiple ways. All right. Number four, toddlers have poor organizational skills. So we recommend don't give your toddler, your two to three-year-old, a job that requires organizing. They, they just aren't quite there. You know the puzzles they when get? You, they start out, yeah, when they start out, you don't start them with organizational skills. But then you build up into that right. through the asking questions. So going back to the, the, the pickup job where you know, you're focusing on where things go. They're starting to understand this concept of organizing, you know, and mm-hmm. that's, and that's why they have those little, you know, those wooden puzzles for kids where you have the, the sheep and the goat and the farmer and the tractor, and they're trying to put where each piece goes. And the two-year-old just really isn't quite that good at it. They have to practice for a long time, but the, by the time they're two mm-hmm. and a half, three years old, you know, they're, they're getting it where they're like, oh, I know where that goes. And I know where that piece goes. And they're, they're able to kind of put the puzzle pieces where they belong and that's the goal is to kind of get them exposed to that idea of the home here all where all the things go in the home which is why we you know recommend using the the pickup job for toddlers as their first job and it it really is kind of perfect Mm -hmm. for, for all these reasons well that's like when you're doing laundry you're helping a toddler with their laundry which is their weekly job you know you gotta sort the laundry Mm-hmm. And, you know, it'd be quicker for you to just sort it yourself, but you're helping them. And, but it's actually developing their brain. So you sit there and you pull up one piece of laundry and you go, it, does this go in the dark pile or the light pile? Right. And they have to point and tell you which one. And it's a game for them, but it's actually developing these basic skills. And so pretty soon they'll be able to do it themselves, but you're getting them thinking about but the brilliant, organizing. But the brilliant thing is, Hannah moms would try to get the toddlers out of the room so they could get the laundry done instead use that as a time to bond with and teach your toddler this is really it's it's a game like it's a game for them but not only that they want to help remember we talked about yeah they want to help they want to learn these things you want to teach them why not make the best of it and now you're spending one-on-one time with your toddler you're bonding with them and it's actually kind of a fun experience and they're not off making a mess somewhere else like there are a lot of benefits to Mm -hmm. to this this technique so and when it comes to 
Maybe you have a kid who has just doesn't have organizational skills, period. Maybe you have an older child who is like a toddler in that sense where they just don't have organizational yeah, like skills. I, I actually did not have good organizational skills. I needed, I still benefit a lot from people saying, oh, well, this is a more efficient way to go about it. This is how you do it. It, it really, some people, it it's a natural talent that they have of going, hey, this is my husband. Me. <laughs> you, no, you're, I, you're naturally I, organized. I am, and so I have had to learn patience because I just figured, oh, organization, that's how it is. And because it comes so naturally mm-hmm. to me as a dad and as running job time and teaching my kids these jobs, I've had to learn some of the kids don't have that skill at all. Some have it. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> they have a then, 50-50 chance. And then some are really good at it. Where, and so I, for moms and dads out there who are teaching their kids how to do these jobs and maybe their kids don't have these organizational skills, that's one of the things we learned from our toddlers is, oh, well, we, maybe we need to be a little more patient with the kids on learning how to be organized. Yeah. And, how to, how to, and maybe we need to explain it multiple times or just simply give them examples of, okay, this is where things go. And moms, I know a lot of moms have their kitchens organized. Particularly, I knew moms who were like... the the direction the cups have to face and and what and where they are in the cabinet oh and which my. side oh yeah and they were really anal and they're like i could never let my kids do this and i was like yes you can just show them what you want explain to them how you expect it to be done there's nothing wrong with that and that's it'll be a huge benefit to you mom or dad where the the kids are learning a technique that you want and and your home gets organized and it's less work for you and it Again, once again, you get that bonding of, you know, you're getting to teach your kids and pass on some of that knowledge that you have. Well, that's like, I, I would get frustrated when I first had the kids, when we had a bookshelf and the kids would put the books on the bookshelf and they'd put them on upside down and backwards and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, I just don't want them doing that. I'll, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. But if you take a little bit of time and you're like, okay, we're going to put these books on the bookshelf. Should I do it this way or should I do it this way? And you quiz them and you uh-huh. ask them and pretty soon they're able to Well, the cool thing attention. about that is it gets them wondering and gets yeah. them thinking, oh, wait, what? And I'll do, I'll do that when it comes to like when we have treats or something and, and the kids will have their wrappers. I'm like, okay, what do we do with our wrappers when we're done? Do we throw them on the ground? <laughs> and all of a sudden I notice it's almost always Mahan Rai reaches down and picks us up off the ground real quick <laughs> but no it's the same idea where by quizzing the kids it's not like oh I don't know no it's to help them think through the process yeah 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 okay so we're all having ice cream okay when you're done what do, what do you do with the wrappers and it, it just helps develop those organizational skills and to think through the process yeah it's the same it's the same concept and I, I'm pretty sure a lot of parents like do that yeah. you know what do you do with your wrappers what do you do with exactly this? before you do that you got to wash your hands you know <laughs> they they go through the the steps and quiz them on it number five delayed gratification toddlers they <laughs> they don't get it and they shouldn't. This is the this is a developmental thing. Their brains actually can't process delayed gratification. And so, what do you do? You got to give them immediate rewards. You can't. Unlike older kids, where payday maybe is uh, a good enough, or movie night, or for even like teenagers, you know, a, a big trip coming up in a couple of months, they can or delay even gratification. Something at the end of the day. Hey, you get to go to soccer practice. Right. Or toddlers, they can't. They that's they can't even away. make it. They can't even make it to the end of job time. Yeah, like if that's too twenty minutes from now is too far away. You need to have immediate rewards. And going back to you know the pickup job, 
You, I, Hannah, you figured this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when you're starting out with a two-year-old toddler and they can barely talk, and or maybe they're not talking, and you want to teach them the job, what you do is you start out giving very frequent rewards, mm-hmm. like ridiculously frequent. So you're trying to get them to pick one thing up and put it in the bag. Mm-hmm. And so let's say I have some peanut butter M&M's and I, I say, hey, look, put this in the bag. And I point to it. And I, I pick up a couple things. Oh, no, no. What, what actually helps, and I will do this, is I will actually take their hand in my hand and we will reach down and grab it together and, and we'll both put it into the bag. And then as soon as they do that, you'd pop a... Yeah, and I, then put it in their mouth and go, yay! And, and like, then pop what? it in their mouth. And all of a sudden, these, these fireworks go off in their head. They're like, wait. Putting that in there, and then they and then candy. they start like jumping up and down. Oh, uh, 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 I want more! I want more! <laughs> and and you're like, okay, you want more? Okay, pick that up. Mm-hmm. And then and then they're like, they're not sure, and you can help them again, like like move their hands and put it in. And once it ends, you go yay! And then you pop it in their mouth mm-hmm. right away, right away. And and then pretty soon they're like, wait a minute, there's other stuff on the ground. I wonder if I could get more. So they start picking the stuff up, and every time they put it in the bag, you pop a treat in their mouth. Well, guess what? You're done for the day. You know, yeah, you Success. do that. Yeah, you, you taught them how to pick it up, and so and maybe you do that for a couple of days but or they under, a week. They, they understand the concept of. And they'll, they'll hear it and you'll keep saying, you'll iterate over again, pick that up, put it in the bag. And so they're understanding picking things up, putting things yeah. in the bag. So so you got that down. So, okay, now they understand that, oh, mom wants me to do this. I got it. And there's a reward. And mm-hmm. she's happy about that. Well, after a couple of days or a week, what you start doing is they pick something up and you put it in the bag and you go, yay, but you don't give them a treat. And then you point to the next thing. And you have them pick up two or three things, mm. and then you give them the the M and M. So it's a slight delayed. Yeah, a little. So you're stretching it out just a little mm. bit, and so you'll do that for about a month. And so where they have to pick up multiple things and put in the bag, and then by the end of the month, oh, after you pick up the whole room, you get your treat. Then you get ah, your treat. Okay. And then, and then you, you do it after each step. So, okay, all the couch, at first, you know, you'll be like, one couch cushion, here's your treat. Get the other couch cushion, here's your treat. But then you want to quickly, you know, after, after a couple of days or a week, you want to change it into, okay, get all the couch cushions, okay, there's your treat. Mm-hmm. And so, so you want to start just backing it up backing it up and what's ha- what what's funny about that is as your kids get older that's actually what you're doing like with teenagers you're setting up things where hey if you do this in the next couple years i'll let you have my old car when you go to college mm. you know and and they're they're having like years of delayed that, that's such gratification. a great life lesson though because delayed gratification is something that our society has kind of gotten away from mm-hmm. with credit and instant gratification for pretty much everything now. Oh, just buy it on credit. I can have it today. We've gotten away from patience and working for something and saving yeah. and that delayed gratification and the intense satisfaction of I saved up for this. I worked this hard for this long and for years and years. And here's my reward. It is so satisfying when you finally get that reward. And that's the end goal. 
Yeah. But when you're first starting out, and we use toddlers, but this holds true for anybody. When who, you first start out, you, you don't have that in place. And, and in you've got to start. You've got, this is how you start. Yeah. And in a future podcast, we're going to talk about the honeymoon period of using money pants and the 30-day challenge, where we use the exact same techniques. When the kids are first starting out their jobs, they need much more frequent rewards for a couple of reasons. One, the delayed gratification isn't there. But two, they got to trust that they're actually going to get a reward. And when you're first starting out, they don't believe there's a payday. They don't believe there's a soccer. They don't believe there's a football team. They, they don't believe any of that. And so you're just kind of giving them rewards to help them get to that ultimate reward. So with the, you know, the the two and three year olds, you you give them rewards all through their job, right? But when, once they're in the four and a half to six year old range, this is what you want to do. You want to give them a harder job of cleaning the dining room. Mm-hmm. You know, it requires wiping, it requires sweeping, you know, clearing dishes, things like that. At first, they're going to be overwhelmed by the job, and you do the job with them. And you teach them the steps, right? And then you quiz them on the steps, and they'll learn a lot quicker. They they develop the motor skills and the vocabulary and all that. Yeah, and they'll learn it a lot quicker Mm -hmm. than a two-year-old or a three-year-old. But then you quickly, you rather quickly want to move to, hey, the first step is to clear the table. I'm going to go do something else. When you clear the table, come get me and I'll give you your M&M. Okay. So you're not in, in there anymore. They're doing the, that section, that first step by themselves, and then they're getting their reward. Mm-hmm. And so you, you break it up into like five steps. And after each step, they get, they get an M&M. Mm-hmm. Okay, and once they they're consistently able to do that, and they're getting they're getting faster at it, then then you move the for a six year old. You say, hey, if you get your job done in this amount of time, here are your five M and M's. And so instead of giving them for each section of their job, you want to move them to you get all five of them all at once at the end of the entire job. Hmm. So they're still getting an immediate reward after their job's done. I don't give M&Ms to the older kids. Right. When their job's done, they, they mark their points and they're done. But for, for a, a five or six-year-old- They need year that old, layered reward. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got that. I've they're they're going to mark their points too. I they're put still those get paid M&Ms there. They right. can see them and, and they got the timer going. But by the time they're six, that's the, that's the level you want them well, to be well, that, at. There's a psychological principle there where they, they need to see that reward. It's there. It's already prepared for them. And they know, okay, that's what I'm working towards. And it's, it's just moments away. And mm-hmm. all I have to do are these steps. That's a very powerful motivator for a four, five, six-year-old kid. And it works really well. Yeah. So anyway, but that's, that's with the delayed gratification it's actually a process and mm-hmm. you you implement that process and it actually you know goes pretty quickly but but that's the goal is to get them to eventually do the whole job and then they get the the treat but you have to work up to it and that's how you do it number 6 toddlers have a short attention span where <laughs> this is actually what well, we've noticed this a lot where Toddlers don't want to work if the TV's on. Well, of course they don't because there's something much more interesting going on. So our first tip would be turn off the TV. But that holds true. We've noticed that holds true for pretty much, well, no, that holds true for adults. That like, holds true if for... You, 
if you talk to any CEO or any one of these successful people, they all have the same mantra, more or less, to some degree. They're like, when I am working, I turn off the internet, or I turn off the TV, or I avoid distractions, or I don't get on Facebook, whatever it is, because they know it's a distraction. Toddlers are no different than adults. They get distracted just as eat. Well, they get distracted more yeah. easily, but there are, there are so many time wasters and distractions. Get rid of them. Well, it's like Dan Brown in his lecture, he's the guy who wrote The Da Vinci Code, and he was explaining about where he sets up a place to work. He's like, it doesn't need to be a fancy place. There just need to be no distractions. And he goes, I don't have internet where I where I'm working because if I have to like if I'm like writing a story and I'm like oh I need to look that up or I need to research that I just have to highlight it because what would happen if I had my phone there or a computer there and I get on the internet during my my work my writing time Mm -hmm. and I go to look it up I'm a couple hours later I'll have looked at a lot of things and I won't have gotten my work done. The black hole and, that is you the know, internet. This is a yep. very successful adult saying, hey, I can't handle having the internet there. It distracts me and it ends up wasting my time and, and makes me less productive. And then my daughter who works at McDonald's, you know, she's like, yeah, my boss gets so frustrated because so many of the teenagers and people. Let me guess. They're on their phones, oh, on shocking. social media. Yes, because it's, it's, it's just a, a distraction. It's a distraction. Anyway, toddlers, you know, they get distracted. We have learned much but, from them. They but, have taught us many things. <laughs> there's a toddler in all of us. <laughs> no, so t- turn off the TV. Uh, uh, put if there, if there are toys, especially ones that make noise, and they're cleaning them up, and the toys are actually distracting them, Put those away first. Yeah, and put the toys away first. That's one thing. Like with little toddlers, if there's like a bunch of cars out and you're supposed to be picking them up. They want to play with them. All of a sudden, that's when you're handing out the M&Ms the quickest is right. get the oh, toys right. up. Increase the increase the yeah. reward to increase yeah. the behavior. Get the toys yep. up and get them up quickly and, and out of there. <laughs> sometimes you may even need to get rid of siblings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, too. no, seriously. You'll have to say, hey, they're doing their job right now. You've got to wait, wait in another room. Mm-hmm. Um, well, ideally, so, they, they would be doing their jobs. Job time is kind of like a, a team thing anyway. But if not, then yeah, get get the now, sibling to wait in another room. Interestingly, one thing that is would seem like it's a distraction is usually not a distraction is playing music. Hmm. Um, for some reason, music tends to help people work faster. It, and well, in our family, I don't know if it happens in other families, but that for our family, energizes it helps us and, yeah. everybody work. Oh, it's job time. We turn on some fun music. I, I let the person in the kitchen be the DJ. You mean Falcon? Falcon. <laughs> I let Falcon, well, Superstar and Falcon fight over it. So I, I let her do it at lunchtime, him do it at dinner time. Mm-hmm. And so, but it, it, they've noticed, they're like, when there's music playing, it actually helps us work faster. Yeah. And have more fun. It makes the time go fast and it helps you work faster. So usually music is actually a good thing and not a distraction, but there's always that kid. Mm -hmm. So you might have a kid who, nope, that doesn't work for them. So you have to play play that one by ear. For for most kids, the music actually helps them get their job done and enjoy the job time. So, So interesting. But Number seven, toddlers want to contribute. We... I think this may be, this applies though to to everybody where at some level, I think everyone wants to contribute. Everybody wants to help. Everyone wants to learn new things. Everyone wants to be needed. Ah, that's, 
Yeah. Everybody wants to be needed. And toddlers feel left out when they're not allowed to participate during family job time. Like we said, with Tank, with the vacuum. But I've noticed with any time I do any project around the house, I always have an entourage where I remember a few months ago, I was fixing the lawnmower. I had the lower deck off. And who was there by my side but my seven-year-old daughter? She wa- she was really interested, and she stuck with me the entire time. She was helping me pull the wires out and, and undo the cotter pins. And, and she's like, oh, what are we going to do next, Dad? And she was helping me lift it up and move it around because she wanted to help. It's just that's human nature. We want to be needed. And I actually, I did need her. I needed her to turn on the hose because I couldn't because I was holding it at a certain point and I couldn't let go. And, or I needed her to grab something because it had slipped out of my hands and it was actually very helpful. But I find that interesting because any project I do, <laughs> because I have a lot of kids, I always have an entourage. Always. I remember Caleb, he loved it when I was doing construction on the house. He's like, Dad, can I use the cutoff can I tool? Can I? And I'm like, oh, yeah, here's your, here are your goggles. Here's your, here are your gloves. And I would let him use the cutoff tool, and he'd be cutting the rebar, and he thought that was just the coolest thing in the world because he's making sparks. He, just, he felt so grown up. But also, it wasn't something I wanted to do. I had other things. I had a huge project. We were doing, this was Burbank. Where we just there was an overwhelming amount of work, and I was more than happy to let him help out. Yeah, Yeah. and he was ecstatic because he's getting to use Dad's tools and make sparks, and it was just it was really cool. And so, toddlers want to contribute, but everybody needs to be needed, and everybody needs a job. Well, it it reminds me of a story. Uh, One time, Ruby had two friends over that were her age, and I was hanging out with their mom. And and Ruby says, came in and goes, Mom, can I make my friends some popcorn? And I said, sure. And so she went in the kitchen, turned on the popcorn, you know, put some popcorn in the popcorn maker, Mm -hmm. popped the popcorn, and melted some butter, put it over, and made some popcorn for her friends. Mm -hmm. And... And a, a couple minutes later, a little boy comes in and he says to his mom, Ruby, she made the popcorn all by herself. I, we need to make popcorn by ourselves. We need to know how to do that. <laughs> and he was, he, was, he was kind of upset about it. But he was excited about it, but upset about it at the same time. He was upset that he didn't know how to do that. How old was this kid? Like I eight? don't remember. He was, Ruby, no, he couldn't have been eight. He he had to be like five or six. Oh, wow. or, well, how old was Ruby? Yeah, she was like five or six. Oh, wow. Okay. So she was really <laughs> so, young. But she knew how to do it. And it just, it, it impressed this friend of hers so much. But he he wanted to be independent. He wanted to be capable. Well, and, but, but, there's, uh, but there's that mentality, Hannah, though, that, that which is kind of the opposite of that, of parents are Im- imposing this let kids be kids and don't give them responsibility. Oh, we recently and, got an email. And, or a, and, and kids get really mad about that because they, they're yeah. like, no, I want to learn these things. Let me do these things. Please, mom and dad, I, I want to know how to do these things. And by not letting your kids do that, you're actually te- giving them a very bad message. You're telling them, you're not good enough. You're not capable. You're not smart enough. What a horrible lesson. What a horrible yeah, lesson to teach it your children. It really, it really undermines their confidence. So one thing I'll say is if you do this and, and you take the time and you spend the time with your kids and you're like, yeah, this is how you do this. This is how you do that. It, your kids, their confidence is, is so much higher. Well, your dad was the master of that. When yeah. He would patiently explain the process. Oh, 
well, this is what this does, and this is how it works, and this is why I do it. And if you do that with your children, I remember, because I was pretty good about that when we were uh, in Burbank, always letting Caleb use my tools and show him how things work. This is how you sweat copper. This is how you patch drywall. This is how, and I remember when, when, I remember when your blender broke and he was so confident in his abilities, he's like, oh, well, I, he carefully took it apart figured out what was wrong, fixed it, and then put it all back together. He's like, Mom, I fixed your blender. And I was I was amazed. But he, he did that all the time when he was a little kid. He would, if appliances broke, he would take, look at it, take it apart, figure out what broke, put it back together, and, mm-hmm. and have it fixed for me. And it was, I know he felt good about that. I, I was like really appreciative and really impressed but his confidence was just through the roof. But that carries throughout his life where he, he is incredibly competent. There's nothing he can't do. When he got his car, he took the whole thing apart and he changed the timing belt and he and he fixed this and he fixed that. And it's like, I, okay, I don't know how to do any of those things, but he had no problem. He's like, oh, well, okay. Yeah, I- so that confidence carried over as he got older mm-hmm. where it, like, yeah, like you're saying, you and me as an adults were like, I don't know how to fix a car. That, I don't know the first thing about that. But he's like, oh, I can figure this out. I can mm. do this. I can learn that. And so because he had learned that from the time he was a little kid that he could. Right. And and that idea stuck with him. Whereas if we had been like, oh, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. No, you don't touch that. You can't do that. You can't do that. I think that's that. backwards. I think that mentality is backwards. Yeah, it would it would carry over by the time he'd be an adult. He'd be like, oh, yeah, I can't do that. I, I got to hire somebody. Or mm-hmm. I, oh, I, I guess that's the end of that. As opposed to the can-do attitude that I think we pretty much all want, but we don't realize yeah. we're actually, as parents, if we're not careful, we're actually undermining that. Yeah, well, recently somebody left a comment on Instagram or something. One of the saying, sites, saying yeah. how how awful for you to have little kids helping out with chores and doing that they should they should just be free they should have no responsibilities until they're teenagers mm-hmm. and so this is kind of some of the attitudes that we're addressing at where if you actually understand toddlers and you've been around them and young children you understand that not only they want this they want this and they feel good about it and it's good for them it, it, they actually enjoy this. Yeah. And so and the sooner you start, the more confidence they build. It, it, now, if you haven't done this and you're starting when your kid's 12, hey, better late than never. Yeah, it's not too late. It's not too late. But but it's actually easier and better to just cultivate it when they want, when when they're, they're expressing that interest initially. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of that and and cultivate it from there, and it's it's it becomes a very seamless process. Mm-hmm. And as they get older, I, I, I guess that's just it. the The whole point is, as they get older, we want them to learn to master these jobs. Which you know, we talked about that. You know, mastery means doing a job well, doing it fast, and do it consistently. But with toddlers, the goal is slightly different. Where we want them to do it well, we want them to do it quickly. But we want them to do it independently. That That's kind of our goal to start with toddlers and, and, and any kid who's learning to do their job for the first time. We want them to learn to do it correctly. We want them to do it quickly. And we want them to do it independently. That That's kind of the end goal 
of when we're training and teaching our kids how, how to work and do these jobs at home. So, yeah. So with toddlers, instead of uh, focusing on the job inspector, you are the job inspector and you're with them while they're mm-hmm. doing their job. So, for example, if you're teaching them how to vacuum, one thing I'll do is while they're vacuuming, I'll point to like crumbs on the carpet while they're vacuuming and I'll point to them. And say, oh, look, 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 get this, get this. Mm. And and I'll keep pointing at it till they bring the vacuum over. And I'll be good, you know. And I'll make sure that there are no... So it's kind of like an ongoing inspection yeah. almost. And, so, and once again, you start asking questions when they're done vacuuming. Say, do you see any more crumbs? Ah, yes. And then when <laughs> they sweep or, or would they do the pickup job, you look around and say, is there anything else we need to pick up? Did you check behind the couch? Did, did you check under did, the piano? Yeah. Did you check over and by so, the edges? And so you start asking the, these quality questions. Right. So like if they're wiping the table, what I would do is I say, put your head over to the side down by the table. Do you see any sticky parts or do you see any smudges? Where, where are they? Show me where they are. And they'll point and then they'll go wipe it off and then I'll have them check again. Mm -hmm. So they start inspecting their own work. And they understand that concept of quality control. But but you ask them those questions. So your first job is to focus on them like learning how to do the job, like what the steps of the jobs are. Mm -hmm. And then you start asking the quality questions. Does this look nice? Does this look complete? Is that everything? Mm-hmm. And so, so that's your first thing: is you focus on, you focus on the steps of the job, then you focus on the quality of the job, but then you want to focus on speed. And so, for example, you know, because as they've learned the quality of the job, you reward them once the job is done, mm-hmm. and then it's done well and it's done complete. You know, but then what's really fun, the the toddlers love this, is you say, okay, they know where the piles go now. They know where the laundry room sink is now. And so they're making, it's time to make deliveries. And so you go, okay, this has to go in the laundry room sink. If you get back by the time I count to 10, you get an M&M on your mark, get set, go. One, two, three. Three. And they're running around. And they're running with their pile to the laundry room sink. Because, it's, But it's a game to them. And, and it's exciting they come and it's back fun. with this big grin and they're running as fast as they can. And it's really fun. It's a, it, it turns into a game for them. But they've learned the quality. They've learned where these things go. They know what the steps are. And now you're focusing on how fast they can do it. Now, how fast they can do again, it. Again, though, Hannah, that, that isn't just for toddlers i know trixie well well, well, well pride- move up to wait wait move up to like the five-year-olds okay move up to the five-year-olds so you have the five-year-old and you're rewarding them for the steps of their job still mm-hmm. like you're giving them one m&m for clearing the table one m&m for wiping the table uh-huh. one m&m well then you take it up a notch and you say all right i'm gonna set the timer for five minutes if you're done with clearing the table in five one, minutes yep. you get an m&m Okay. So now it's it's not just getting the job done. It's how if you can do it this fast. Mm-hmm. So you're taking it up a notch. No. So after they know the job and they know the quality of the job, the next is rewarding them for the speed of getting it done. So, but then you were saying for older kids. Well, no, I, I was just going to say Trixie. Uh, it's not just for toddlers and young kids. She actually would time herself. And it was a game to her. And she would try to see if she could beat her old time of how fast she can load the dishes. So it's not just toddlers. It's 
it's actually kind of a fun game, even as you get older. And Trixie, I think, was a great example of that. Mm. Well, yeah, and I, I would, I sometimes set a timer for myself when I clean my room. Okay, let me see how much I can get done in ten minutes. Well, you know? again, going back it, to it's fun. Going back to professionals, I know they set first thing in the morning. They set their two-hour timer to get their most important work done. It, it the same concept applies across the board. It's just you start. Why not start when you're young? It, but for some reason, it's fun. I don't know why the timer is fun, but it's fun. It, it, it does, <laughs> it's, but it helps me personally. Uh, I do my best work when I know there's a time limit. And yeah. I, and, I, I, and I'm able to focus better. And so it the same idea where you're trying to trying to get going. And it's especially fun if you're getting rewarded for your speed. Right. You know, so, exactly. so it, it, it's a game. So I did want to add in one more thing that we forgot to mention when it comes to distractions. And that is if the TV is a distraction or if the sibling is a distraction or if the cars are a distraction or toys or, or the swing set or whatever, whatever that distraction is, use it as the reward for when the job is done. Say, okay, you know, grandma's rule. As soon as we do this, then we can do that. Where use the if then principle where, oh, the TV, oh, well, we're going to turn it off right now because we're going to have some, we're going to clean up uh, or what'd you call it? Treat time. And as soon as treat time is over, then we're going to watch TV. Mm-hmm. So turn the distraction into the reward, what they're working for. Well, during the school year, I teach a lot of the kids at home through charter school. And so in the morning, we're busy doing all our schoolwork. And then we have lunch and we have cleanup after lunch. And so for the toddlers, sometimes what's fun at that point is to say, okay, when you're done with your job, then we can get toys out. You know, so oh, you straighten okay. up all the school stuff and the art supplies and all that. And then, okay, we'll have toy time for an hour before we do naps or mm. we'll go do this. Or, you know, you could say we'll go to the park or you'll have some activity or something that's fun for them after the job that you regularly do. And so my kids always like getting to go to the garage and pick out one bit of toys. Right. So that's a, you things like that are very easy built-in rewards but things that you were already doing or things you already you were already yeah. planning on doing but so. the t- the tv is a big one that yeah. was a really big one um so after after you teach the job the kids to do the job well and you teach them to do it fast the last thing you want to focus is doing it independently mm-hmm. doing it without you the parent there watching them so that that's when you go okay i have these five jelly beans or, or the, the timer's going if you can get your job done by yourself before the timer, I've got these these treats for you waiting. Oh, yeah. okay. So if they do all five steps, they get all five jelly beans. Within the time. Within the time. Okay. So, so they're doing a good job. They're doing it quickly. And they're doing it all by themselves. And that's kind of the graduation for toddlers is once yeah. they can arrive at that. And usually it's at age six. Five, at about yeah, five, age six, six, seven, somewhere around there. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and once you, you have that, where they understand that and they've accomplished that, that means they've mastered a job. Mm-hmm. And so if, once they can do that, then you can start giving them jobs like bathrooms and kitchen and other jobs that are a little harder. And, and you can start switching them around with jobs with the other older kids. Mm-hmm. But that's the those are the steps that you want to focus on. You want to focus on them in that order right and i guess th- that's kind of the cool thing is you know we have all these the, these seven things that we've learned from our toddlers and i guess i'll just recap real quick there they have underdeveloped motor skills 
They have short memories, limited vocabulary, poor organizational skills. They're not quite able to understand delayed gratification and a shorter attention span, but they want to contribute. Those same kind of ideas apply to everybody, especially when you're starting a new job. And so understanding that when you're working with your kid, whether it's toddlers or your kids or your preteens or even your teens, or even if you yourself are starting a new job, understand those things and go, okay, I now have ways to deal with those. And it's, it's actually really cool. And I, we learned all that from our myriad of toddlers that we've taught over the years. Yeah, well, that's like Trixie when she started working at McDonald's. She's a hard worker and she wanted to do a good job and she wanted to work, but she had to learn, okay, when they said this, what what were they talking about? Mm-hmm. Like she had to learn how to work the computers there. She had to learn how to, she you know, know, make the, the milkshakes and know what the terms were uh-huh. and and all that. And so she noticed soon when other new people came in, they were in that same position. And so, sometimes the other employees are kind of mean to them, like, mm-hmm. oh, what a pain in the neck. Mm-hmm. You don't know anything. And so Trixie was able to make friends because she saw that anxiety of, I want to help out. I want to work, but I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And I feel bad about myself. I, I feel out of place. You want and, to be needed and you want to be competent. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's the same sort of situation and being aware that that's what, you know, what that person's going through is very similar to what toddlers go through when they're first learning to work. But they're able to learn a lot quicker. Right. But on the flip side, as the parents, uh, also, if you have, yes, it's toddlers, but this also the same concepts apply for kids who have special needs or maybe ADHD or some sort of mental retardation or physical handicaps. Exact same principles apply where you're going to have to be more patient. You're going to have to explain things over and over again. Maybe they don't understand the terminology. Maybe they have attention span uh, uh, issues. All these the same yeah, or concepts. maybe they're just really bad at organizing, like we said earlier. Yeah. So just go through the checklist, the seven steps, see which ones apply, and kind of apply some of these tips and tricks that we've shared today where, oh, yeah, you know what? Maybe make a video or make sure they understand the concepts or go over it with them. All the exact same principles. Yeah, or take them through the reward steps till they, they accomplish this level. Uh-huh. And then take them to the next level and the and next fr- level. Free, yeah, using frequent rewards. So they and, become more exactly. and more independent. And so it's similarly with toddlers, they, instead of having a year, uh, instead of having a job for uh, just a year, the two and three year olds, you, they keep the same job for two or three years. Yeah. You know, and so if you have a kid who's. Because they're learning to. Work. Yeah, if you have a kid with autism or a kid who's struggling more in some way with a, a disability. Give them, let them, give them the time they need to master the job, but just take it a step at a time and accomplish the, learn how to do the job well, then learn to do it quickly, mm-hmm. then learn to do it independently and reward them for that and reward them immediately for that. But help, it helps them through that process. Right. And I think that's huge because when you, when you do that, first of all, you're able to communicate how much you care about your kids. When you give them that patience and that, but also that, that, that freedom that comes from them being able to develop that talent or that ability, that, that work ethic, but knowing I can do this mm-hmm. and that, and you talked about that earlier, Hannah, where we're really trying to avoid the, I can't do it mentality, which mm-hmm. it's, you know, what, to, to paraphrase Henry Ford, you know, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. Where, where do kids learn that? They learn that at home. They learn that when they're young. They learn that at school. Wh- whoever it is, their teachers, their mentors, their parents, that's where they learn it. 
they don't learn it from themselves. It's because other people have imposed those beliefs on them that I'm not going to give you that opportunity because you can't do it. And the kids pick up on that. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to avoid that. And we want to cultivate that love of work and contributing in the home early. And why not? Because they want to. Plus, it's a lot easier to teach kids when they're young. Also, one of the other benefits is that they learn confidence and maturity. Yes, it may take more patience, but it pays major dividends in the long run. And that's it. Those are all of our thoughts on all the things that our toddlers taught us about learning to work. If you like what you hear in this podcast, please tell your friends. They may want to listen too. And if you have a suggestion for a future podcast, go to our website under support and click contact us. Send us an email and we'll get right on it. And that's it for today. Enjoy some of Falcon Jasper's optimal operatic orations. We'll see you next time.